God. Hello, everyone. We apologize for the lateness, but um, technical difficulties, um, they did come up. So we just thank God that we're able to be on on this evening. And uh, we're going to get started. I pray that everyone had a wonderful day. I'm still um, situating myself. Glory to God. And uh, we're going to open up with prayer. And then we'll start our lesson. I just want to take a moment to let you know that we are a ministry that we believe in teaching the word of God in simplicity and in practicality. In other words, we believe in teaching the word of God made simple that even a child can understand it and be able to apply the principles uh, uh, to their own lives. Amen. And so we, we just pray that uh, the lessons that have gone forth, that, uh, that you um, are able to apply them to your life and begin to see uh, the results, amen, the results of his word uh, in your life and in your circumstances and situations. And so with that being said, I'm going to open up with a word of prayer and then we shall get started on the lesson. Amen Amen. and amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you again for this uh, time of Bible study. Lord God, we thank you, oh God, for your word. You said, Lord, that your word is spirit and your word is life. Oh God, we want to live. We want to live according to your word. We want to live according to the the principles of God of your, of your kingdom. We thank you, oh God, that everything that you've given us, everything that you, 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 provide for us is good. And so we just embrace your word on tonight. We know that as we embrace your word, that we become liberated. We become stronger. Oh God, we become delivered. And so father, we thank you on tonight that our hearts are open to hear what the spirit has to say. Now, God, we all stand in different um, uh, 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 areas of need, Lord. You know what we all stand in need of, you know, God, what we need to hear, you know, what we, we need to be encouraged with. We, you know, Lord. And so father, we simply, yield ourself to you and uh, to the power of the Holy Spirit to move as you will on this line. Father, we have an agenda. We have a plan. We have a lesson. But Lord, we know that you are the great teacher. And so, Father, let me be sensitive enough that if you decide to to switch, you decide to do something different, Lord, that I uh, and my flesh will get out of the way. And Lord, that the Holy Ghost glory to God will have his way on this line. Now, God, we thank you. We praise you. We bind up everything and anything that the enemy may attempt to do to cause this lesson, not to go forth on with power and authority on tonight and with your anointing and stamp of approval. We thank you. Oh God, glory to God. As it goes forth over the airwaves, Oh God, in every home and every heart over the social media, Lord God, that it will be powerful Glory to God. It will be powerful to those that will open up their hearts to receive. We thank you. We praise you again. We give you glory. We give you honor. We love on you on tonight. We ask it now in Jesus name and the saints of God said, amen, amen, and amen. And so on tonight, I'm still working on my technology pieces. So uh, tonight we will be um, coming from the area. I'm going to bring it up. You won't see it yet, but it will come up. And so we will be teaching on, here it comes right about now, reality, cardinal or spiritual. Amen. So the title of uh, today's Amen. lesson, tonight's lesson is a reality, cardinal or spiritual. And we're still coming out of this series, spirit, soul, and body. And I just ask on tonight, and I've been asking <laughs> every time I get up to preach that you would just open up your hearts and just be receptive on tonight to hear uh, what the Lord has to say. I believe Florence, if we open up our hearts and we embrace uh, the word of God, even when it hurts a little bit, even sometimes it's an mm. ouch. Sometimes it's a little, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, but when you receive it mm-hmm. in your heart, glory to God, it, it will, it will produce, I promise you, it will produce change in your life. I promise you that. Amen. If you're open and receptive Amen. to the word of God. And so again, tonight, uh, our lesson is, uh, called reality 
carnal or spiritual. And so I want to start with, um, I like to start with the, um, the scripture from Roman Romans eight and six. So can you go there, please? Romans eight and six. You should have your Bibles, your notebooks. Amen. We're going to start with Romans eight and six and let's see if it'll come up. Uh, let's see. I'm going to try it. There it is. Amen. Romans eight and six and Romans eight and six says for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life. Check that out. I would underline that. It is life and it is peace. My God. When you take your time and you read this, you know, sometimes we read fast over the scriptures, but when you take your time and read it, it's very simple. To be cardinally minded is death, right? And we're going to talk about what cardinal mindedness means. But on the other hand, to be spiritually minded is life. Underline is going to give you life. And it's going to be, it's going to bring peace into your atmosphere, into your heart. Amen. Into your situation, Amen. according to Romans eight and six. Now, cardinal mindedness doesn't necessarily mean a sinful mindedness. And I know in, in, in our, you know, Christian circles, when we think of carnality, we, we, we automatically think of sin, right? But it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean sinful mindedness. All sin, saints of God, is cardinal. All sin is cardinal, but not all carnality is sin. Amen. All sin is cardinal, but not all carnality is sin. Now, what does carnal mean? Carnal means sensual or of the five senses. Now, we've been talking about spirit, soul, and body. And so the cardinal uh, or those who are operating in carnality means sensual or that they're operating out of their five senses. And we know the five senses are what you, what you see, feel, touch, hear, and taste. Those are the five senses mm-hmm. senses. Now, cardinal mindedness is allowing your mind to be dominated by what you see, taste, hear, smell, and feel. Amen. All right. We, 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 let me put it on double. Cause sometimes, you know, when I'm not on double, we get people that I don't see you. <laughs> we know who that is Flo, but we won't shout them out. Amen. <laughs> and so cardinal mindedness is allowing your mind, uh, to be dominated. Now, you know, your mind will, you know, you know, we, we're, we're, we're human and we do flip sometimes, and sometimes we do, we find ourselves um, maybe operating or, or, or dabbing in those senses. But what we're talking about here tonight is when we are dominated, when that is the dominating factor that 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 we go, <laughs> that that we are are or how do I say governed by our feelings, um, um, by by what we see. Amen. So, mm-hmm. for instance. You're doing your bills for the month and, and, and what you, what you have, uh, in your bank account versus what your bills are saying that could cause me to go into an emotional state because I'm basing my predicament, not on what the word of God says that he will supply Mm -hmm. all of my need, right? According to his riches and glory, which we should be confessing his word until we get it in our heart. And then we begin to believe and hopefully we will believe because God's word is what truth. Amen. And so what happens is that the, the, the senses, Oh, shout at Iosa, the senses begin to dominate. And when your senses dominate, cause you're looking at what you don't have instead of, and versus what the word of God says and going to the word. And, and the Bible says in Romans eight and six for to be cardinally minded is death. So death doesn't necessarily mean, and I'm going ahead of myself, physical death all the time. But if I'm constantly focusing on the circumstance and the lack, what happens? The product of death in that case could be, um, depression. The product of, of, of death in that case could be stress, anxiety. You hear what I'm saying? Because now you're allowing yourself to be dominated by the senses of what you see. 
When God says, no, I don't want you to go there. I want you to go to my word and stand on what my word says. Now here's the reality, right? The reality is that flesh is going to fight with you. Your your flesh is going to fight. Your mind is going to fight. Your emotions are going to fight. But the Bible says, the Bible says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The Bible says that the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he lives in every believer. And so what you have to do is believe it. Hallelujah. And when those temptations come, you got to start speaking to it, speaking to your mind, speaking to the circumstance, speaking into the atmosphere, the scriptures that I said, it's not going to be like, you know, you know, the enemy's not just going to let you roll over and this is going to be this, you know, uh, uh, lilies and, 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 and flowers. Of course not. But we have to stand on the word of God. Amen. So that makes sense. So carnal mindedness is allowing your mind to be dominated, your mind to be dominated by what you see, taste, hear, smell, and fear or feel, excuse me. So you are carnally minded when your thoughts center primarily on physical or or this physical realm. Amen. So when you're constantly Amen. walking about how you feel, taste, feel, all of those things, then you're, you're walking in carnality. Amen. Even though you're a Christian, because you're being governed by your senses rather than the what? The word of God. Word. Woo, glory to God. That's why the word of God is word. very essential. It, it really is. And you can, you know, read it whenever and probably, you know, but I'm telling you it's, it's essential. And we see it here in our lesson. Now, even in the natural, even in the natural, this is deep, even in the natural people of God, we've learned to believe in things that we can't see. This is in the natural. Now I'll tell you that. And then I'll challenge you because here's the reality. Now, now when COVID hit, right, right. Mm -hmm. That was some type of, um, virus. Could you see the virus? (laughs) No, you couldn't see the virus. Um, you couldn't touch the virus. You couldn't smell the virus, but you seen the effect of the, what the virus, same thing with germs. We, we washed, we were washing our hands every time we touched something, right? We were going around washing our hands. Can you see germs? Can you see germs in the naked eye? No, but what, 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 but what did we do? Even though we didn't see the germs, right? We couldn't see the virus, but I bet you, you were washing your hands or using that sanitizer, weren't you? (laughs) Come on now. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Flo. Amen. So although these, these physical things, they cannot be seen. They cannot be seen with the naked eye. You're still aware of it. You're still aware that COVID's out there, right? So when you go to the supermarket, some Mm -hmm. of us still wipe the handles, Some of us still wear the plastic gloves. Some of us are still wearing masks. Come on now. Hallelujah. Okay, because we're aware, even though we don't see it, we're aware, we're still aware that it exists. Amen. And that that it is a presence in, in our daily walk and in our daily interaction. So here it is. However, there's also an entire spiritual world. It's it's, it's an entire spiritual world that exists. And it's, and I'm going to, I'm going to use as a, um, comparison, uh, the germs, like we said, we can't see it. (laughs) We can't see it. We just know it exists and we wash our hands because we don't want to get sick. Well, there is an entire spiritual world. We can't see that spiritual world, can we? We can't touch it, can we? We can't taste it. We can't smell it, right? It's included in, in, in the realities within us. In other words, oh God, I thank you. The kingdom of God, the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of every believer, So even though we can't feel, smell, taste, touch, or see it, it's just like the germs. We're aware of it. (laughs) I hope you are. You're aware that you, that you are also a part of a spiritual kingdom that, that, that you cannot, you cannot, um, interact with, uh, through the senses. 
All right. And then it also exists in us, in that part of us, which is our spirit, man, our human spirit. Amen. And so these realities that are within us that exist, they exist beyond our natural perception because because we can't see, smell, hear, touch, taste. So it exists beyond our perception. Our brain and five senses can't perceive, can't perceive it. It can't, it can't see it. It can't, it can't wrap itself around it, but your soul can through God's word by faith, saints of God, by faith, you can believe things that cannot physically be seen. And that's the way you're going to interact and receive from the spiritual kingdom of God through faith, because why it is not tangible in the physical realm. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Can I get an amen there? Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. So now spiritual mindedness, spiritual mindedness now releases the flow of life in you. In other words, when we're meditating in the word of God, when we're, um, when we're, um, how do I say involved with the word of God, meditating on it, confessing it, reading it. It's a part of our, our day. You know, we're always, you know, just, just meditating and thinking on the goodness of God, thinking on those things that are what eternal. Amen. So spiritual mindedness releases the flow of God uh, in our lives when we're meditating and thinking on God, but carnal mindedness shuts it off. So if you're operating out of your flesh all day, your, your feelings, and that, that's at the top of the list, the feelings, you know, and, and, and what we see, if we're operating and that's dominating in our lives, it's going to shut off the flow of the spirit, spiritual part of us. Amen. All right. Simply stated, let me just say it simply cardinal mindedness, saints of God equals death. There's not going to be any life in it. If you focusing on that, on those five senses in circumstances and situations that occur in your life, right? You worried about it because you Mm -hmm. see this, right? Or or you're upset about it because this didn't come through, right? If you're in that state of mind, it's going to equal death. And that death is going to be, again, that stress, the anxiety, the depression, not wanting to be bothered with people, moody, short-tempered. Come on, that's death. But when we're spiritual-minded, according to Romans 8 and 6, which we still have up, it's going to bring life. Because God's word is life. He says, my, my words are spirit and life. So what are you going to meditate on? Are you going to meditate on the five senses? That's going to make you fearful. That's the other thing it does death, right? Or are you going to meditate mm-hmm. on what the word of God says? Because you know, it's going to bring you life. Hallelujah. And you have to make mm-hmm. a decision you see the Holy ghost is not going to push a button and you're going to just do it automatically. Saints of God, you have to make a decision when it, when it rises up, you have a choice. The Bible says, choose ye this day, who are you going to follow? Are you going to choose life or are you going to use, choose death? So you have to make a choice because mm-hmm. the flesh is going to try to go right on back over to the senses, but you got to go and stand on the word of God. Amen. Am mm-hmm. I helping somebody mm-hmm. today besides Mary E. Mallory? Mm-hmm. Now, death mm-hmm. again, death refers to anything that res- that's um, a result of sin. So this isn't limited only to the ultimate physical death of your body, which I said earlier, prophetess flow, but it includes all, mm-hmm. uh, all of death's progressive effects. And again, like sadness, loneliness, bitterness, some of the things I didn't say illness. Don't you know you can become ill worrying over stuff? <laughs> yeah. Bitterness. You can become mm-hmm. ill. All right. Anger, poverty, In this fallen world, listen to me and listen to me really good. In this fallen world that we're a part of being dominated, controlled by your natural senses is going to produce some type of death. And I've gone through all the things, not just physical death, but all the other things that we've just went through on this list. But spiritual mindedness produces life and peace. 
Jesus declares, go over to John 6 and 63. We're going to the B part of that. Come on, John 6. Glory to God. Let me bring it up big. I think I'm going to bring this up big. All right. Come on now. John 6 and 63. Don't you love the word of God? I do. <laughs> All right. Y'all type in there. I see I see people saying amen. Thank you over here. They're, they're responding over here. Wayne. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Michelle. Amen. Glory to God. They're responding over there. Glory to God. Thank you. And of course, on our, our conference line and those on our Facebook page, uh, welcome. And you too are capable of responding and we can see. All right. So over here in John 6 and 63, here it goes. I just said it. The words that I speak unto you, they are what? Come on. You say it where you are. There's on the board. Come on. I got to put this fan on because. All right. All right. The words that I speak, Jesus said. Uh, John 6, 63, the B part of it. So go to the latter half of that scripture. It says the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are what? Life. Amen. You got to see it for yourself. Underline this scripture, please. If you're an underliner or highlighter, because you're going to need that scripture. Because you need to go to God's word when you're going through and when you're faced with challenges in your life. Now, when your thoughts are dominated by what the word of God says, when you're thinking about Satan, come up with some crazy stuff and you say, devil, you a liar. The Lord said that I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. When that comes up, the circumstances and the enemy start speaking or you or your own mind starts speaking crazy. You better combat. Listen, God has not given me a spirit of fear. But a power of love and of a what? Sound mind. And here we go. You might have to say that about 10, 15, 20, 30 times a day. But open up your mouth and confess it because the word of God he tells us here our spirit and it's going to bring life and opposed to the flesh worrying and, and, and looking at what you see in the natural that's going to bring about those things that we talk about that are the results or bring about death. Now go, go with me, go with me to Isaiah 26 and three. And saints of God, I just want to add there. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what your physical circumstances might be. It doesn't matter what your, what your physical circumstances might be. God can keep you in perfect peace. Right? If your mind is stayed on what? Stayed on him, right? Hallelujah. Isn't Florence still there? I don't even hear her. All right. So God can keep you in perfect peace. Keep your mind stayed on him. Go to Isaiah 26 and three. Let's go there, please. Isaiah 26 and three. Go there. Hallelujah. Amen. And it says, here it goes. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. And I would underline if you're an underliner whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. So what are you going to, what, what are you going to allow your, what, let me put it this way. What are you going to allow your mind to be dominated with? Is it going to be dominated with what you see, which will bring about fear and doubt and unbelief and anxiety and bitterness or are you going to meditate on the word of God? Because God's telling, that's why we got a lot of people. That's why you don't have any peace because you're focusing and you're allowing your mind to be dominated on the situations and circumstances rather than what God's word says. He tells you it's simply plainly uh, indicated in the word that will keep you in perfect peace. When you keep your mind on him, his word, his promises, his principles. Amen. What did God say about it? Hallelujah. And so as your mind stays on him, your soul agrees with your spirit and God's peace is released into your soul. Glory to God. And so your born again spirit is always, let me say this, your born again spirit, right? Your human spirit 
where the Holy Spirit abides in you, glory to God, is always in perfect peace. It is always in perfect peace. It's just a matter of drawing from that rather than on circumstances and situations. Amen. Hallelujah. And so let me write this. This was an interesting thought. I don't know. Florence, are you still there? Did you pop off? She might've popped off. If not doubt, you could dial back in. Oh, okay. So let me add this, this thought, right? A spiritual Christian, right? A spiritual Christian has Christ on the throne of their heart and themselves on the outside. The cardinal Christian has God in their heart and themselves on the throne. The difference, amen? The difference between a spiritual minded Christian and one that is cardinal, amen? So it's not that they don't love God. God's in their heart, but they're number one. He's he's in their heart and they love him, but he's not on the throne of their heart. And we know that God wants what? He wants the throne of our hearts. Amen. Stay on. Amen. Stayed on him. Absolutely. You're right. Sister Michelle. She says stayed on him. Our minds. Glory to God. Now, on the other hand, can I say something? Yeah, go ahead. Please do. You talk about being uh, a carnal minded, right? Um, there's, um, someone in my, on my job and this person always says, you know, a Christian and they always say, um, yeah, like, I can, um, you know, keep my mouth shut for so long, but, you know, this is how I am, and mm. I'm not going to let nobody. And so I think that's a part of um, that carnality thing that we talk about, mm-hmm. where it's, okay, I'm I'm a Christian, I've accepted Christ, but I'm not going to let and I'm not, so it's always me, but I'm not going to let somebody just talk to me any old kind of way, or I'm not. But when you check in with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which is what we're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. then sometimes Holy Spirit will tell you, just be quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to address everything. You don't have to attack everything. And that's why I think a lot of times we fight all these battles that we're not even supposed to be fighting because we're not, first of all, in the spirit, mm. we're in our flesh, mm-hmm. and we just want to address everything and anything mm. because God's giving me power and authority. But we also have the alongside one that leads us yes. and guides us unto all truth. Hallelujah. That lets us know when to speak and when not to speak. Amen. And so that, and and with that, it comes a place of being stunted in your growth because we're not allowing Holy Spirit to lead us mm. and guide us. We're on the throne, and I'm going to do it. Yeah. With the power and the authority that God has given me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But but Spirit is nowhere in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good example too, because. You, you'll know who's on the throne of your heart. If it's I, 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 me, 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 <laughs> you know, uh, mine, 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 that, that's, that, that tells you right there. It's, it's, it's mainly about you rather than, you know, what does God say? Or I, or I, I'm depending on God or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm searching the scriptures to get an answer from the Lord. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's easy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so easy how do I say this? I try to say stuff. Um, you know, sometimes we think we think we're in a place that we're really <laughs> we're really not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Until you the the truth, until you expose to the truth, um, and because we have been been born and shaped in iniquity, um, that's what we grew up. That's what we were taught. For so many years of our lives, there's so much of carnality and uh, the world system that's still in us. And if we're not um, in the word of God, which we said the mirror, right? 
that it can expose that we can look in uh, the mirror the word of God. And, and, and it is the word of God that is, is, is showing us who we are in our spirit, man. Cause if we don't know then we don't know how to act, you know what I'm saying? This is like a kid. If they've never been taught or, or home trained, right? If you never trained them and gave them training mm-hmm. at home, how do you expect them that, you know, to act right when they're out? You, you never, you never trained them. You never exposed them, uh, to what it should, the way it should be. You know what I'm saying? And so the word of God mm-hmm. is, is, is showing us who we really are and who we really are is, is our, in our spirit, our human spirit. So when we're looking at the word of God, he's saying, this is who you really are. This is who you are in the spirit. And when you come, when you start to transform that mind and begin to understand, Oh, that's not, I I don't act like that no more. I don't talk like that no more. I don't believe like that no more. I don't fear like that anymore. Right. I don't walk in bitterness and all of that anymore because that's not who I am. That's not a part of who I am now in, in God, in Christ Jesus. And the word of God is showing you and telling you now who you are in your spirit. But until you understand it, until you receive it, right. And understand it, Mm -hmm. then there's no transformation. You know what I mean? So you can know the word, you can know the word. This is the thing. You can know the word of God. You can read the word of God. You can quote the Mm. word of God, but if you don't understand it, right, it's still not going to do you any good. You just know it, Mm -hmm. but you know how I always know when somebody knows what they're talking about at first, you know, at anything, especially like when I was a teacher, I'm still a teacher at heart. Amen. But as a teacher, (laughs) you know how, you know, when someone understands that it's not just um, rope memory, <laughs> you know, wrote how to do mm-hmm. something, you know, this rope, I know how to be, um, I know how to, to, to be Christ-like. I know how to be religious, you know, it's rope, but you know, when somebody really has gotten the concept, right. When they're able to mm-hmm. explain it to you, when they're able to explain what that means to them, that means they own it. And then you can operate in it. You see what I'm saying? Like until you can mm-hmm. own that thing, whatever, even the scripture, until you can own the fact that I can walk in peace. He says that, that, that he would keep me in perfect peace if my mind is stayed on him. And so I'm keeping my mind, you know, until you, that scripture not, is not just a rote memory, but it becomes a place where you can own it. And I can explain yeah. it. See, I'm getting to the point now that when, when, when something happens in my life, right. And, and I'm comparing it or I'm looking at it in scripture on how I'm supposed to respond to this, that I sit back and I evaluate now because I want to learn from it. Okay. This is what you did mm-hmm. in this situation. Prime example. <laughs> I think we went, where did we go? And I think I told you when we went to, um, was it when we went to um, Costco <laughs> and you know, you, here you go. You start mm-hmm. counting your pennies. You start counting like <laughs> I just spent all this money. Right. And I don't have it. But see, I had to go back. Cause see, this is when you know you own it. And the Lord said, now look what you did. Now you've been teaching, right? That we're not to operate out of the, what the five senses you begin mm-hmm. to, to, to see death <laughs> Oh God, I thank you. You begin Mm -hmm. to see death because now you begin, you switched over and begin to operate in your senses and you started to look at what you had (laughs) and and, and what the cause Mm -hmm. was, but that's not, that's Mm -hmm. not how the spirit operates. Amen. And so I'm depending, I mean, I'm not foolish. You're not, you don't get foolish with things, you know, cause he's given us wisdom as well, but I'm showing you in the instance, how I knew that I needed these things. And you, it's not that, you know, you're at the bottom where you're at, but, but you know that, you know, maybe I need to hold on a couple pennies, you know? <laughs> and so you start to get a little, well, am I going to have enough for this? And that's not how his kingdom operates. At that point I switched over, right. Or we could switch over to, to the senses. And immediately here comes fear, right? Here comes doubt. Here comes unbelief. Mm -hmm. Here comes anxiety. This see what I'm saying? Practical. So when Mm -hmm. I'm able, this is how, you know, you have it saints. When you're in that kind of situation and it switch over like that and you start to look at it, you're owning it. 
you know what? I started operating out of the flesh. So now I switch back over. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. My God. See what I'm saying? He will glory to God. You got to get this thing because that's the only way it's going to work. It's not going to just fall in your lap. And that's what we've thought for so many years of our lives. We thought that things would just fall in our lap. It does not fall in your lap. Amen. You have to make a conscious decision. It's all in choices. Choose. I could choose to stay in fear and be in, in oh, I didn't spend too much. I'm not going to have enough. Then here comes the, the, the unbelief. Here comes the fear. Here comes the anxiety. Here comes the stress. Or I can make the choice right then and there or later on as the Holy Spirit revealed to me what I was starting to operate in because I'm getting the lesson, right? And switch. No, 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 no. And then start to confess what the word of God says because I'm sowing seeds in my heart for what I want God to do. And I'm building up my what? My faith and I'm transforming my what? My mind. Come on, saints mm. of God. I, this can't, I can't make it. You know, sometimes you're like, you can't make it no simpler than, you know. <laughs> it, it, it's just the mm-hmm. fact that we have to work at it. It work right. at it. Work at it. Discipline. Work and at it. Go ahead, Flo. To, to reach Spirit, um, like, yes. true confession. It's a process because sometimes we, I think a lot of times, us as Christians, what we do is we just quote the word. So we say the word, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it hasn't gotten down in our spirit for real. And so we say it and it sounds good. You know what I mean? It right. sounds believable. But do you really believe it? Right. And like you said, so when you recognize that you made a move and you really didn't believe it, right. you got to go back to that word again. Right. And, and then you know that's... Saying? But, but be honest. Right. But I think being honest about where we really are, because a lot of times we are so busy trying to impress each other. But mm-hmm. for what? For what? You know, trying to impress and make, you know, people That's think that we are low really esteem. Not, where we really are. It's you know called low esteem. It's, it's called what? pride. <laughs> you know, one or the other. Yeah, go ahead. But what? Yeah, but God knows like where we really are. Right. And we put all this energy into trying to uh, act like we're in a place that we're not. And God just wants to come real. Let's just come real to him. If you're not there yet, it's okay. Because you know what? He, he said this word that he would complete the work that he's begun in us. So we don't have to pretend or act like we're in this great grand place when we're not. Because where you really are is going to show up eventually anyway, right? True. True that. That's true. And really, it doesn't matter concerning other people where you are. It matters concerning God where you are. Mm -hmm. Because this journey is with you and him. True. And he's the one that's doing the work on the inside. Amen. And, and, and true. And, and, and that's, if you want to change, not everybody wants to change that. Like I said, we, we can go around this, you know, people go to church, people are religious for all types of reason, but it's a personal choice, you know, for those that are, if you're serious about your walk, if you're serious about being transformed, if you're serious about your relationship, if you're serious about, you know, just pleasing God and, 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 being uh, an ambassador, you know, it, it, it's, 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 you have to have a made up mind, you know, either you're going to serve them or, or you're not choose ye this day, you know, it, just choose you this day. And the only way, you know, to be transformed is to, um, you know, to be, to be honest, you know, to be honest, I always say you can't go to the doctors I'm looking at Surrey, Surrey's over here. Um, lighting up on my screen and I don't know why, but anyway, um, you can't go to the doctors. It it makes no sense to go to the doctors and you're not going to be truthful about your symptoms symptoms, because he can't treat you. Now, on the other hand, God knows he just wants you to know. And if if you're playing around, then how's he going to help you? You know, was it Shakespeare (laughs) that says to thy own self be true with (laughs) 
Minister <laughs> Benjamin. Amen. To thy own self be true. You know, Amen. glory to God. You ain't got to replace press people. You know, people, you know, they don't have a heaven and hell to put you in, you know, and, 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 you know, you, you know, men is men are with you today and gone tomorrow. Men could be with you and not really with you, but they act like they're with you. There's so many things you just have to know. Um, I'm always serious. Okay. Are you all, you just have to be, um, you know, just be authentic. In your relationship with God, you don't have to put on masks. And that's because we put on masks. <laughs> I don't know how we got here, but that's because we put on masks, you know, on our jobs. We put on masks, you know, in church. So you don't have to mask with God. You, you really don't. And in, in, mm-hmm. in the people's opinion, we put too much. We put too much emphasis on what people think about us and, um, we really do. And it, it really doesn't matter because in the end, when it's all said and done, you're the one that's going to stand before God. And he's really and we say this and, you know, it's become a, like a a, 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 a crutch. Yeah, but it's really true. But we still, you know, we try to be light. We try to be fit in with, you know, this crowd. And, you know, it's just we, it's just too much of all of that instead of just getting with with God. And allowing him to just make you and 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 mold you, um, and he will place uh, people in your life that can accept you and love you for who you are. You know where you don't have to mask up. You know it's nice to yeah. have a circle of friends or a friend or family, however that. You know, you you can be yourself. It's it's sad to say that you just can't really, <laughs> you know, it really is sad to say that, you know, because we allow people to judge us and we allow, again, people's opinions to affect who we are. But wouldn't it just be wonderful? Mm-hmm. Just be who you are. Just be who you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, you know, but, 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 but let me say this and being who you are, have some cool, <laughs> you know, you know, don't, don't be this, you know, some people are just not, you, you know, you're not polite. You're not you know, you kind of uncouth and you say, this is who you are. You don't want to be like that. You want to be like Christ. So you want to begin to allow the Lord to mold you into the image and likeness of Christ. So yes, be who you are, but don't be uncouth, you know, cause I've heard people who are very uncouth and not very nice. Um, and they say this, first of all, we're to be like Christ. Amen. And we are to be a reflection of who he is and who and, and, and representatives of his kingdom, right? And as uh, mm-hmm. Prophet Shemek said, in the culture, amen? So we know, just like when your kids go out, you don't want your kids acting all kind of way and uncouth because it reflects on mm-hmm. your home training and you. Well, it's the same thing in the kingdom of God. You be who you are, but we're not going to be uncouth. We're going to be like God. Right. And we're going to try um, to yield our members to a place where, where, where he would be pleased at how we handle situations and circumstances. And I always say, even when you mess up, there's a way that is right in the, in in the scriptures where you can get it right, where it's not the world's way. Amen. So just because the enemy comes against me, I don't have to go and cuss the enemy out. That's not God's way, but maybe the God would send me and maybe I could have a conversation with you. You know, I didn't appreciate A, B, and C. And, not, and, and guess what? Even if they don't respond the way I want them to respond, but yet I've responded in the way that God requires me to respond because I'm representing him. Amen. I'm a, Amen. Represent, a Amen. representative of his kingdom. Glory to God. And so going back to our lesson, because I don't know how we got over there, but um, on the other hand, you won't experience the peace within your mind. Right. When your mind stayed fixed on your problems. We said that on Sunday. Peace is an emotion and it is, and it is linked to the way that you think. Peace is an emotion and is linked into the way you think. Your lack of peace isn't because of your circumstance or person. Your lack of peace is not linked to a person or your circumstances. It's just that you've allowed your mind to be dominated. Saints of God, got to get this. We have allowed our minds to be dominated by what we can see, smell, taste, touch, and feel. 
when you're busy thinking about the potential damages and you know, what's going to come down the pipe. What if, if that's what you're focusing on, you're not going to have peace. Amen. We said it again, focus on the word of God. Now believers shouldn't, we shouldn't, we should not live like the lost who are trapped in their cardinal physical world. We're not go to Ephesians four and 17, please. Ephesians four and 17. Glory to God. We're going to stay there for a minute. So I need you to go there. I'm going to make it a little bigger. Hopefully if I can get it up. Cause it, it, it does what it wants to do. There it is. All right. It says here, beginning part of uh, Ephesians four and 17 says this, I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk, not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity and the vanity of their mind. So what, what the scripture is saying is that a Gentile who was, who was considered a non Jew, right? Someone not in covenant relationship with God. In other words, unbelievers don't use their minds to perceive uh, or to perceive spiritual truth. But look at 4 and 18. All right. 4 and 18. It says having the understanding darkened. Saints of God, precious souls, precious people. If we don't renew our mind and use it to study and meditate on God's word, If we don't meditate, discipline our minds to meditate on the word of God. And we don't study the word of God. This is what's going to happen. You will automatically gravitate toward what you can see, hear, taste, touch, smell, feel. Got it. And so this will darken our understanding. Now, understanding profitless flow is the application of knowledge. Knowledge puts food. I like this illustration. It says knowledge puts food into your mouth and chews, right? But understanding Mm -hmm. actually swallows and digests that same information that you've studied or that knowledge, right? It, it swallows and digests it so that the beneficial nutrients can release into your body. So knowledge is just the, putting it in your mouth. The, 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 the listen, remote, remote, remote learning where it, it, you just like your timetables. One times one is one. You just write them, write them, write them, same, same, same. Right. But you know, you don't get an understanding. Mm-hmm. You don't know how it really works. You just know that one times one is one. Amen. And that's why they're trying or they started before I left education where they were beginning to to push the children into more critical thinking, not just doing the operations, but understanding how it works and be able to explain it. Because once they understand how it works and they're able to explain it in writing or verbally, then what? They own it. Amen. Mm-hmm. So understanding is the application, right? Knowledge puts the food in your mouth. Understanding is chewing it, digesting it, and getting all the nutrients out of the food. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yes. Glory to God. And so the knowledge of God is critical, saints of God. It's important. But it must be under mm. must be understood. You have to understand it. You can't just, you know, always read it and just read it, but you got to get an understanding of it. Amen. That's why we have Bible studies. That's yeah. why we have, um, we have, um, a Bibles, study Bibles. Amen. Where you can get an understanding. That's why we have the Holy ghost. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So without understanding, you cannot release the life that is in you. You can't cause you don't understand it. If you don't understand it, it's not going to work. If you don't understand how to multiply, it ain't going to work for you. Right. It's not going to work. Cause you got to yeah. understand it. So when a Christian walks like an unbeliever, they get the same results. When we walk like the unbeliever, we get the same results, which is death. Believers who don't understand and apply the knowledge of God in their lives, they're going to gravitate to the cardinal mindedness. Like, like the example I gave you, you go back into the, to the senses. Amen. 
And mm-hmm. so, so um, your mind can't, can't, can't be renewed and life of God in your spirit can't be released unless you have that knowledge, but yet you understand, you got to take it a step. You got to understand it. And so when the believer's understanding is darkened, they are, and here it is still in Ephesians 4 and 18, they're alienated from the life of God through the ignorance, you know, underline this one, through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. So they're alienated because of the ignorance, right? People perish because mm-hmm. of lack of what? Knowledge. Knowledge. You know, they, they, they don't understand it. How long have we sat under the word and we don't really understand it? How mm. far did we go to Bible school? You know, they had little Bible schools that weren't expensive. You can go online and get a little teaching. Just be sure you're in the right place. Go to your Bible studies. Go to your Sunday school. See what I'm saying? Where there are people who can, can, can teach you. Amen? Amen. All right. Amen. All right. I'm going to skip that part. Amen. Now, in ending, because I want to show this video to, to, to just wrap it all up together. So I'm going to go right to the end. And let's see if I'm skipping the scripture. Engine or caboose. Engine or caboose. Remember that term. Engine or caboose. In Ephesians 4.19, and I still have it up here the end of, of toward the um, latter end of the scripture that you'll see on the screen here. Lasciviousness. Lasciviousness simply means being controlled by what you feel. Lasciviousness means being controlled by what you feel. Ephesians 4.19, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness. There is a godly type of feeling. We do have feelings now, right? Because we're human. But what we're mm-hmm. saying is that you don't just deny that your senses exist, but what most people have done, they've gone beyond simply receiving the sensory input, right? To allowing them to dominate. That's the whole purpose of this lesson. To don't allow them to dominate. Amen. Now Amen. they have left what God intended feelings to be and entered into lasciviousness. When we allow our feelings and senses to run our lives. Glory to God. You know, somebody only shout off of this. These are, this is the kind of word you need to shout off. Glory to God. Because we're not mm. going to allow that. Feelings should be the caboose. You know, that's at the back of the train, right? <laughs> so the feelings, mm-hmm. our feelings should be the caboose and they should not be the engine. That is governing uh, our lives. Amen. They were designed to follow what we think, not led or to lead the way. So when you let the caboose act like the engine in your life, what's going to happen? You're going to find yourself either going nowhere or or, or you're going to be train wrecked. Amen. 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 So our feelings or the caboose. Amen. Don't let it be the engine and run our lives because we know if we let those senses run our lives, that the results is death. Amen. Glory to God. Now what I want to do here, let me see if I can get out of this glory. I'm going to put myself back up here. Here we go. I want you to see this video. And it's going to bring it all together. I always say, then I'm done. I'm really done. Um, what happens, what I believe sometimes, um, when, 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 when you see it, they're all type of learners, you know, we all learn differently. And some people, they do really well when they can see visuals. I'm a visual person and a hands-on, mainly hands-on. 
I can learn by doing, mm-hmm. putting my hands to work, right? You can show me, but let me, let me do it, you know? And some people, they just need the mm-hmm. visualization. So I want to play this um, short video. It's very short. Please stay on or come back and make sure you look at this video because it wraps everything up, which we uh, talked about. So I'm going to put it on right about now. Amen. Um, and let me put the sound on. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then I'm going to bring it, bring it up on the screen here. This is one of the most exciting things here it the is. Lord has ever shown me. First Thessalonians 5.23 says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul Hope and right body one. be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I might have the now that one. is so obvious. We are made up of a spirit, oh, this soul, is the wrong one. Let me stop this one. We saw and this one. That's not the one I wanted for us. We did that one. I wanted part three. Here we go. This is the one that I want. Amen. Brings the everything rest of together. The Christian life is a renewing of the mind, and as we do that, then the physical body will experience the benefit. Here's another scripture that says this in Romans chapter twelve, verse one. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. In verse 2, it says, don't be conformed to this world. The word conform there means to be poured into the mold of. In other words, there's pressure from the world, from the devil, from unbelievers, from circumstances. You can't go through life without being pressured. You come into this life innocent and pure, but you don't exit that way just automatically. You're going to be melted, but you get to pick what mold you fit into. That word transformed in the Greek is the word metamorpho. And it's the word we get metamorphosis from. The process where a little worm spins a cocoon and then comes out a butterfly. If you want that kind of transformation, change, metamorphosis, so that you begin to start in your physical and emotional realm changing from the bitter, hurtful person, from the sick person, from the defeated person into the victorious person that God wants you to be. If you want that kind of change, the way it happens, Romans 12, 2 says, is by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew that mind? It's through the Word of God. God's Word tells you what is spiritually true. It gives you new values, new attitudes, and you have to conform yourself to what God's Word has to say about you. The knowledge of God's Word is critical. You've got to have it, but you've got to have the understanding of that knowledge, the application of it. In other words, knowledge is like taking food and putting it in your mouth. It's the first step. But you know what? You actually have to swallow that food, and your body has to start digesting it before all of the nutrients and the benefit in that food begins to release into your body. The knowledge of God is important, but it's only important if you can understand it, if you can begin to release the life that's in it. In Ephesians chapter 4, and verse 17, he says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Now, the word Gentile here is talking about a non-Jew. The way we would express this today is say, don't walk like a lost man, a person that doesn't have a relationship with God. If you don't begin to start thinking spiritually minded instead of carnal minded, then you will shut off the flow of the life of God through you. A scripture that goes along with this is Romans 8, 6. And that verse says, To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Carnal mindedness doesn't mean necessarily sinful mindedness. Now, all sin is carnal, but not all carnality is sin. The word carnal literally means of the five senses. In other words, don't let your mind be dominated only by what it can see, taste, hear, smell, and feel. You can perceive reality beyond that. Your soul can, through faith, 
You can believe the word of God and you can, you can believe things that you can't see. In other words, you could do it like a mathematical formula. Spiritual mindedness equals life and peace. Carnal mindedness equals death. This isn't talking about only physical death, but depression is death. Uh, death is anything that's a result of sin, whether it's the ultimate physical death of your body or if it's talking about the slow death of emotional sadness, loneliness, bitterness, anger, all of those things. So it says that if you walk like a Gentile, then you aren't using your mind for spiritual things. You're just dominated by the natural. That produces a darkening of the understanding. And then it says being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. If you are dominated by physical, natural things instead of by spiritual truth, it alienates you from the life of God. And this is what's happened with most of us. We have not thought the way God thought. Here's a scripture in Philemon. Paul wrote this to a friend of his, Philemon, and he prayed a prayer for him. And in verse 6, Philemon, chapter 1, verse 6, he prayed that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Now, this is a radical statement. He says the communication, the release or transfer of your faith may become effectual. The word effectual means it just begins to work, begins to be productive. And how does that happen? He said by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. He didn't say that your faith begins to work by getting more faith, by going to God and getting a new anointing, a double portion, getting more of God. See, those are concepts that you'll hear often, but the truth is that's not reality. There is a process of renewing the mind. It's not instantaneous. It's not just one thought that changes your life. But this one thought is so radical, it would begin the process. And there, there is patience and there's a growth in the soulish realm, understanding, maturing. But if you just believe that one truth, how radically that would change our lives you do have the potential to believe it. You can renew your mind. And if you will renew your mind, then you can be transformed and to where you will prove, manifest to your physical senses the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. If you will embrace the things that we've talked about, you can get to where you start seeing this perfection that came into your spirit at salvation begin to start flowing out through your soul and through your body to where it not only impacts you physically, but it'll even flow out beyond you and touch other people. And you can see virtue flow out of you the way that Jesus did and see other people healed. And it has now given me a different attitude that gives me a, a confidence and a security and a belief that allows me to confront problems and overcome problems that I wasn't able to confront before. I believe that this same teaching will do the same thing for you. I encourage you to, to recognize the importance of what we've talked about. I've only scratched the surface. We've got more teaching that we're going to be doing on this. I'm going to be saying it so many different ways. That praise God, I believe you're going to get it. And I just praise God, I believe that this truth will set you free the way that it has impacted my life. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. amen. It goes there. And so we thank God for the lesson on the night. We thank you guys for your patience again, because we um, did have an issue earlier today, tech, technology, technical. And so um, we're going to end. Amen. This is so good. Amen. Thank you, Elder Banks. Amen. And um, we're going to close out tonight. Saints of God, let's get this. Glory to God. Let's get this. Hallelujah. Let's get this teaching. Glory to God. And let's let the. Holy Spirit and God, let him, let his perfect work um, come forth. It's already in us. Let's just let it come forth as we're learning, uh, not just knowledge, but understanding who we are in Christ Jesus and what we already have. Amen. On Sunday, I'm going to talk about what we already have. Glory to God. And so I'm going to turn it over to... Um, prophetess of Florence and she's going to pray us out and um, we will see you glory to God uh, Michelle we will see you on Sunday again we want to talk about let the Holy Ghost changes what we already mm -hmm. have amen amen God bless amen. you and um, 
we're going to have Amen. our prophetess close us out in prayer. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the word on tonight, Lord Jesus. We just thank you for um, the change, the transformation that's taking place in our lives as we get this word down in our spirit. Lord God, we just thank you, hallelujah, for who you are to each and every one of us, Lord Jesus, and for the great and mighty work that you've begun and that you promised that you would complete. Hallelujah. We say thank you on tonight. Father, we ask your blood covering. We ask that you will cover, Pastor, hallelujah, and each and every one on this line. As we lay our heads down on the pillow, Lord, that we would not just sleep, Lord God, but that we would rest in you, Lord God, that perfect peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, we love you, we adore you, and we do appreciate you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. And uh, walk in the spirit, because we're not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. Have a good evening. God bless you. And thank you again for joining us on tonight. Have a blessed rest of your week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.